G'day guys, welcome back to the Inner City Hermit podcast. If you are enjoying the content, make sure you go over to Spotify, iTunes or YouTube and subscribe to the podcast there on both the audio and the video podcast. And if you want to keep up to date, go follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Inner City Hermit. Oh, yeehaw, I just remembered we just got through the, uh, the yeah, you guys know. Anyway, my guest today, my guest today is, is a man who is, he's just all over everything, everything to do with performing, everything to do with uh, singing. He's, he's just in everything. He is a singer, a songwriter, he's a dancer, a choreographer, and he is in the, uh, I guess, group Divine Our Destiny. Uh, here's Kai Tai. Um, Kai Tai's just had a, a crazy sort of spell doing tours, obviously before Corona with uh, Justice Crew. Uh, and he's just had a crazy journey to get where he and the group have been uh, or where they are now. And uh, it was really interesting talking to him. He's obviously doing his own sort of solo thing now and, and just getting his insight into the industry and all that sort of uh, jazz was, was really interesting. So uh, without further ado, introducing Kai Tai. G'day guys, welcome back to another episode of the Inner City Hermit Podcast. I have a very special guest today. I have a very special guest because you are in a field, my friend, that I know absolutely nothing <laughs> about and you're going to tell me all about it and I'm so excited. We have the man from Divine, do you still go by Divine Our Destinies? Uh, DOD at the moment, but there is a big whole thing we're doing like a bit of a rebrand, but we haven't talked too much about it. But yeah, DOD, Divine Odessi. Brilliant. We have the man himself, Kai Tai. What's going on, brother? Nothing much, as much as you can do it during, you know, this a virus, time. a pandemic. Yeah, man. Like, uh, it's it's a pretty fucked time for, for most people, especially people in, in your sort of field. So you're obviously like a, a performing artist and uh, a singer, dancer. You're a jack mm. of all trades. I try to be. Yeah, try to be. Try. Well, you know, sometimes when, when I have a couple beers, I try to be a singer and a dancer <laughs> myself. Probably not as good as you. Um, but yeah, man, like it, it's it's obviously a, a pretty crazy time for yeah. people in your industry. I, I think before we sort of dive into it, like what's everything been like for you? Obviously, you can't really perform. Yeah. Uh, well, how's it thing? It's how's interesting it because like even in times where it's like you haven't been able to perform before, you start getting into this like, uh, I don't want to say depression because it's obviously a sensitive subject, but like being through this, you are, you face, a lot of performers would know it right now too. I've been reading a lot of stuff about the entertainment industry, especially in Queensland, is like, because um, a lot of creatives are already in a weird mental space anyway. A lot of people who are into like arts and music and all that so it's interesting having to just sit with your own thoughts and like yeah without performing usually I get a bit like down and just like oh what am I doing like where are I but yeah. now it's like completely can't haven't performed since maybe March that's crazy was the last man. time I was on stage and like we usually we have a residency at like uh East Street North Shore yeah yeah. Street. yeah yeah we're usually on the main stage like nearly every weekend so we've gone from like every weekend to just nothing Far oh, out, man. And like, I think we we sort of just spoke about it before because we have obviously similar podcasts that we listen to, Bad yeah. Friends, yes. oh, uh, Your yes. Mum's House, and obviously the comedians, like we're he hearing a lot about yeah. them and you're sort of in the same sort of realm as like yeah. a performer, unique crowds. Like I could imagine even with you, it's all good. You can, you can, you can <laughs> lean on the table, bro. Um, yeah, I could imagine too that, you know, you, you need that crowd. You could do like oh, as many yeah. videos as you want, but the mm. whole reason you became what you became is yeah. because you love the crowds like fire yeah, well like i've been watching so many comedians and that lately because there's so many parallels between yeah. like the industry because it's all entertainment in the end like some musicians and the music industry especially the scene here doesn't always cross over to entertainment because some rappers or like artists won't do a show until they really pop off yeah, yeah. but like we my group started as a dance crew so it's like we went from only performing and then into music but we've always by that point we had enough resources to sort of be performing all the time and it's so interesting because yeah all the comedians they're in that lane where it's like now they don't get to do stand-up for however long yeah and it's so interesting because like all i've been doing is pretty much just making music now but it's good because then i get to hone in on now that yeah. because i started as a dancer into music so it's like i never i had like what six no about eight years seven years worth of 
practicing dance, just dance, and then now for the last three years been doing music. I haven't had um, as much time to hone that craft. Yeah. So now I just get to zero in. So that's pretty good. So I guess it's like it's almost like I guess it's all mindset, really. Like you know, you could look at it and be like, "Fuck, well, this sucks. Everything sucks." But yeah. I guess it's good that you've sort of taken the time to like exactly, smash yeah. out the music stuff. Yeah. How did you, so you started as a dancer, as like, you started with the boys from DOD as a dance crew. What was sort of that moment where, like, you obviously built up a following there. Mm. How did you sort of transfer into that music so realm? It's actually such a, like, a full circle type of thing. Because me and uh, Raf, who's, um, we grew up together in, like, a little town called Billowilla. Like, oh, yeah, I know Billowilla. You do, yeah. yeah. Or, like, we grew up together there till I was about... 16 i think and that's when i moved to brisbane so we grew up there just sort of dancing together and i think the reason we started dancing is we seen justice crew win australia's got talent yeah, like yeah. 2010 we're like holy crap like you can actually like do this as a job kind mm. of thing and like we were like loosely into it but that's when we started going like serious and then started like learning and we started even teaching like a year into it i don't know why <laughs> that's but that's but cool like, though man. yeah it's like i, we I just always went, find if you want to teach something it shows you're passionate about well, it well yeah yeah I mean? well i've been teaching for probably the same amount of time like i still teach classes now i just don't sort of broadcast them it's its own little thing yeah, on the yeah, side yeah. that just if kids want to come learn and stuff like that they're that's pretty sick, they're going off Obviously not now, but yeah, <laughs> they <laughs> Just were. Another thing we can add they to the list. But um, yeah, we seen Just Crew win, and then we're like, we're doing it for a while, and then like a few years later, uh, they had a competition called Junior Justice Crew. Okay, where it was um, they just like you send in a video, and then if you make it to finals, you get to go perform with them, kind of thing as like a comp, and then they were gonna choose seven kids from all around Australia to be Junior Justice Crew. So how, how old were you when you were doing that? Probably like 13, no, probably 14. Wow, so you got proper young, yeah, like really like young. Yeah, like young. Oh, wow. It was like just, I was like maybe like three years into dancing. Me and Raf, we sent in a video together. Yeah. Like made a video, I think it's still on YouTube, but don't go look at that, <laughs> please. But um, we went, we sent that in and then straight away they hit us up or like their team hit us up and was like, said we made it to finals, but it was in Brisbane and we had never been to Brisbane before. Yeah. We're like from a little town. So we drove, um, like our parents just drove us. What is that? It's like eight hour drive. Yeah, it's something a, like it's that. a fair yeah. track, man. Yeah, I've done it a few <laughs> times now, but like, um, they drove us and we got here. It was at uh, Westfield Garden City in the car park. They okay. set up a stage and everything. Dude, you want to know something really funny? I'm 90% sure I actually remember that event. Like I wasn't a part of it, but I remember it being there. Yeah, like it was. It seemed to be a big talk because we were walking through the shop, the shopping center before it happened. There were signs yeah. everywhere. All the workers are like, "Oh, are you going to watch the thing later on?" And we're like, "Oh, we're in it." And you know, we thought. We were yeah, because cool I, I used like, to be oh. a bit of a Garden City rat back in the day when I was in <laughs> school. So I used to hang around the shop. So I like if something like that would usually happen, we'd usually hear about it. So that's yeah. wild. And then yeah, well, we just went there and like we each got like there was like another like ten like or maybe less than that, around 10 kids there who made it as well. So they had like finals for each state and then they'd pick one person from each state. So we each like, you just did like a 30 second solo or something to one of their songs. And it was, and they performed after and we met them briefly and talked to them. Um, but then the interesting thing about that is then after that competition, we started our group because we're just like, oh, well we didn't make, like we didn't make it in. Yeah. So um, we didn't make it in, so we're like, let's make a group of the kids who didn't make it in. That's awesome. So me, Raf, and this um, one other guy who made it, we like started Divine Destiny as like a thing of like just an online community. Yeah. And then everyone would just send videos together, would edit it all together, put it up on YouTube. And this was like pre when pre before Instagram was big. Yeah. This, this was when been, it this was. This was yeah. There wasn't is like Instagram maybe just been. A yeah, thing. yeah. So like yeah, we'd put up videos stuff like that. And then eventually it weaned down to five of us in Rockhampton. Yeah. Uh, like, well, me and Rafa went from there, but it's like an hour and a half trip. Mm. We'd always make the trip. Just, do, we did like a competition. We did like um, just a few shows here and there. But then when I moved to Brisbane, the only one who really, I guess it sort of showed who wanted it. Because yeah, yeah. Raf, the one that I grew up with, he would then make the trip from 
billow to Brisbane all the time for like shows that we was, I was setting up there. So then I was going to school, grade 11, met uh, the other two. So there's four of us. Like this is like the main group and all, all the others before it was like always changing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I met the other two and asked one of them, uh, Keithan, to be, to, we had like a music festival sort of approach us. Yeah. Just as like um, to hop in the, it was called Neon Run. Yeah. I think it was in Gold Coast, the first one. And they wanted us to be in like light up neon suits and stuff and just dance on stage, like three of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I asked him and then Raf came for the trip, went there. It was like in front of like 5,000 people. It was like our biggest audience to that today. Yeah. And then, but I made the deals and I was trying to be smart then by like, we didn't want, because the suits were like full masks. You couldn't see who we were. You wanted, you wanted to know who you were. Yeah. Like so this, I said, yeah. we'll do that set. But after, can we do one just us? Like go out there, do whatever one. They're like, yeah, whatever. And it was like, they paid like, I think a thousand dollars for the whole night, which is, which was massive Man, to do what you love. Yeah. Like, and we were just like, Holy crap, let's, let's just go hard. Did that. They loved it so much that they asked us to be on every show in Australia for it. And then it's like, eventually got up to like, they were having like 10 to 20,000 people oh, each man. show. It was like, it was a weird thing. It was like, you do a 5k run and at the end it was like a music festival. Yeah. So it was fun because we'd never done music festivals and we did another one called a Lumi run where it was the same thing, but with neon paint instead of lights. Yeah. So then after that, we started getting more gigs, more gigs. I asked the other one to join us because I met like two of my best friends who were in the group, met them at school, but only asked one. And the other guy was just filming for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He felt like, because he, he hadn't danced before and like it's credit to him because he went from never dancing ever to I was just sort of teaching him as we went and yeah. he picked it up in like six months and was like, Doing That's all crazy how some people like that man. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was so interesting that he like was able to pick it up that fast. And then we were just like, well, you got to be in the group now because the others from Rockhampton had sort of just dropped off. And yeah, like, yeah. Didn't really, they weren't sure what they wanted to do. They weren't making the trip. So we're like, but they wanted to do their own thing. They wanted to like yeah. do, like one of them did music, one of them still dance, all that. But like, it was a mutual kind of... Yeah, well, I guess starting... Go these guys. You know, since you started so young, like, I didn't realise how young you started as in, as even as a group. Like, mm. it's, it's a different sort yeah. of ball game when you get from 14 to 16 to 18. Yeah. To, <laughs> everyone sort of, yeah. like, goes, okay, you know, I like this. You, you sort of zone in rather than being, rather than being just sort of a jack of all trades. Like, some people like the music, some people... And yeah, it, exactly, I guess it must yeah. be hard. Well, um, yeah, well, that's... My long-winded story to get yeah, to yeah. why I we went to music. Yeah. I just remembered. Um, but yeah, like it is interesting going from kids doing this is fun. We don't have anything to lose to now where it's like we're adults. We got bills to pay. Yeah, man. And obviously with the pandemic, like I went full-time into this two, three years ago, probably two years ago. Like I was working Macca's delivery. I was doing like jobs here and there. And I've always been the guy who's like, I can't do a normal job. Like I just yeah, man. hate it. A like I sit of, there uh, depressed. Like literally man, a lot of it. people, like a lot of musicians, dancers, all those sort of people, like even, even to an extent myself, man, like, you know, there's a reason why I'm a PE mm. teacher. Cause I can't sit at a desk. I can't, oh, I can't, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. I can't do that. I'd go to the dentist like yesterday. I'm sitting in the seat. Like I can't, I think I have like mild ADHD. I don't oh, know, but bro, like I, I can't you, sit man. still. I feel you. And I sweat heaps when I yeah. sit still. It's, it's so like, I don't mind. So some people ask me like, oh, well, how can you sit there and have a conversation? But I feel like because my brain is yeah. moving and my yeah, mouth it's and everything. It yeah, is, it's yeah. creative. That's what I mean. So it's a lot different. But no, I definitely feel you. So you because and I mean, bring it back. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you guys, you guys opened for Justice Crew yeah. at one point. So didn't that, you? that's the whole full circle. Yeah. When we started like later into high school, I was probably like grade 12, 11. And we'd be doing a few shows, and at this point, we we're just so hungry, emailing everyone, we'll be on your show for free, da, 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 like just hit up everything. And then uh, one guy responded and was like, um, Yeah, yeah, you can. It was like a underage nightclub, you know, those underage yeah, nightclub things ones. they used yeah, to yeah. do. Um, he used to host a heap of them. So we're like, and it was in Yapoon. No, 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 it was in Mackay, I think, the first one. And we're in Brisbane, but he's like, You have to fly here yourselves. Like, it was sort of like the opportunities here, but like it's obviously not paid, no flight, no accommodation. If you can get there, you can perform. Yeah. And we went and he was like, 
he liked how we were very hungry for it and stuff like that. So then he had a few more shows and there was ones with like Liam Ferrari we were like did a show with and then like a few other acts and then eventually to the point where we were going to headline one of his shows but it uh, got canned. I can't remember why. But um, anyway, it turns out he was organising Justice Crew's next tour and then he's like, you guys have been like so hard working, coming all here, your show's amazing come open for the boys and we're like well fuck yeah, yeah <laughs> of course yeah no man that's and literally it it's that's the weird sick. thing because then like the first time we met them we like all just instantly clicked and because me and raf had already sort of met them we're like told them we're like we started dancing because we seen you and then we're at the junior justice crew thing and there, it was just this whole full circle moment we're now yeah. we're opening for them and we've done like four tours with them now and we're like real close with them did you lay it out there the first time that you're like hey you <laughs> first said we thing were i was good. like what is up <laughs> like that we walked in that they didn't i don't think they clicked but then when i said oh yeah we did you just like oh yeah that's right you did send in the video together and we're like yeah yeah why didn't you pick us you have the, you, those, those, joke, but yeah they, oh yeah. of course man but like those i told you so moments like they're the moments that you work hard for yeah like you work hard so you can just be like hey it, man i'm here now and like, i think it's interesting i think because there was sony music at the time yeah they're not now but um at the time i think it was the whole event thing was sort of sony's thing and the people they picked did one show and that was it. Yeah. Like, and then they just so in a way a thing like, anymore. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where yeah, it, it sounds stupid, but you know when you, it's sort of a I guess I've only heard it through like entertainers really and athletes. Like mm. it's like it's a win in the loss. Like if you didn't have if you didn't cop that L, oh, yeah, if I didn't would get you have no, got yeah. to the dub? I was, you know yeah, what I mean? I was like, just thinking that it's like. Everyone, you need to hear no. Yeah. Because otherwise you're not going to chase. Because I was even going to say, um, the, probably the reason I can't do a normal job like I hate is because so young I was performing in front of thousands of people. It set my mind to like, well, this is all I'm going to do I now need for this. the rest of my life. This is what I want. Yeah, it is. And it's like an adrenaline here. It's like, um, like you, there's no other feeling like it. So it's like, and then you're sitting at the front of Mac is just, uh, here you go. Yeah, it's like, you sort of get that you don't monotonous. Wanna, yeah, like, you don't want to, like, you want to be on stage all the time. So it's like, um, yeah, I think it sort of hindered me in the fact that I got this high and then it's like, I'm trying to just always surpass it. But if yeah. I didn't get that no from Justice Crew originally, I wouldn't have toured with them later. Yeah, so I wouldn't have wanted to put together another group. I wouldn't have wanted to do this. And Yeah, yeah that's it's wild. But like I said, man, it's, it's it's awesome. And I guess the fact that you can like hear no and go, okay, like, I mean, there's one video you, you might know. Like, do you know Jocko Willink at all? It sounds it's familiar. like a super army dude. Like, I don't really rate. He's on Joe Rogan all the time. I don't really rate, but there's one video that he posted about like good. Like when someone set, tells you like you're not good enough, it's like good. Yeah. What are you going to do to get better? If someone yeah, said, exactly. yeah, you're not yeah. going to get this position, you say like, good, what am I going to do to get it next time? Yeah. So like it was, it's pretty much one of those sort of situations. Yeah, so yeah. So you, you obviously got to the point where, you know, you, you had a solid group, you boys had worked really fucking hard to mm. get it. Were you still sort of dancing at the time or when yeah, did the music the sort of creep in? The first two tours with them, we were just dancing and yeah. then... But on the second tour, we started because Keithan, he's our main uh, vocalist. He's like amazing singer, but like the rest of us are like, eh, like can't like I can't sing. But like I, I've always been interested in rap. My yeah. whole life, I've always like you know you get like um, FL Studios on a laptop or something, and I always just like write raps and make bro. I've been shitty there, beats. and I'm garbage, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm always like maybe I can do it and then I'll do it. I'll be like, nah, okay, I'll just stick to talking. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it was always like a thing that in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, I'd be cool if like one day, cause Justice Crew did it and we seen that. And, but, and it was always a thing amongst us where we're like, I think it was unsaid, but we all knew like, I think one day we're going to transition. But like, um, in the second tour, we started like doing covers on stage, like just having little bits where Keith would sing or do a rap. Um, and then like, I think at the end of it, they'll, the Just Crew boys, they were just like, why don't you just make a song? And they're like, perform it. And then just sort of see what happens. And we're like, oh, all right. And one of them, one, so there's like the twins in yeah. the group. At the time, one of the twins had gone to New York 
to do to learn producing yeah and he'd just come back so he hit us up oh like his brother told us to go to sydney and just record a track with him like his producer so we went there and i think one of the guys from you know the band the collective no they're like an australian band it's like oh, i can't even remember the song right now but yeah he was yeah. um he was there as well and he was gonna help us write because like We'd all dabbled a little bit, right? But like, yeah. we we're very underprepared for this first song. But and that's he, that's cool that you yeah. jumped in. Like, yeah, exactly. No, well, not many people would have the balls to just jump head first. Man. Exactly. We've always been like that because usually, as an artist, the advice I'd give is hone the craft, get all the shit songs out of the way, and like, then you start getting better man, and better. You and get better. The reps then in. you then it's, you release yeah. it. We just like first song we went. <laughs> one day we recorded it, just like. Um, he mainly wrote, we wrote little bits, like the first verse is like fully freestyled. Um, but yeah, and it's like still up today, but it's like, it's, and it's our most streamed song for some reason. That's it. <laughs> That's good, man. But like, um, yeah, we just sort of like went in, recorded it. And by then we had garnered this little fan base who was interested in it. And then we did the whole hype up of transitioning into music. We did the whole thing, released it. And it's like, now it's, got like over a hundred thousand streams on That's all the sick, platforms man. like worldwide but it's like and then each song though we realized was getting better we we weren't releasing much but like we started practicing how to sing like the other two um like they're not as good as keith and vocal wise but they're we've all got interesting tones i think yeah it is. yeah so like they're they're like they've gotten a lot better and now and they've got that interesting tone so it adds especially to it but like we don't shy away from auto tune. That's just that's what that's I where I feel it like went. no one really. Everyone sort of does yeah, that no, nowadays. Like, even even like dude, I look at like some of the rappers I listen to. Like I I can't name one that doesn't use slight amounts. Like I'm a massive little Tekka fan, but yeah. if you tell me little Tekka doesn't use auto tune, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, I'll be like, yeah, okay, bro, whatever. It's funny because like um. Obviously, you get haters online and stuff. There's this one guy, this one account. You always like how good are the haters, man? I've recently started getting hate, and it's yeah. fucking sick, man. When we actually we invited. Obviously, you get a bit anxious at first, but we yeah. invited it because like if you you're obviously we're now reaching outside of our fan group. Yeah, that's when you know you're starting to reach more because you've got people. Man. No one, no one's not everyone's gonna love you. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like people think like I need everyone to love me, but it's like. If you don't have people, the people who hate are the ones who probably talk about you the most. Yeah. To everyone. So it's like, 100%. but this one kid, this one kid online, I don't know, he always, always messages every time I post anything like pumped full of auto tune, auto tune, auto tune. And I just want to hit him back and just be like, who's your favorite artist? <laughs> because I bet you he uses auto tune. <laughs> you motherfucker. He would like hundred percent, like whoever, like even, um, even people who don't specifically use auto tune, there's like Melodyne, which is pretty much where you actually take the notes and put them in the right order yeah. if there's like a few out and that's what a lot of our first songs were it's like more it's a cleaner sound more clean natural sound yeah, than yeah, auto -tune. yeah. but it's like so uh, and for, for people that don't like auto-tune doesn't always have to sound like t-pain exactly. right no, like no, it no, like no. everyone sort of assumes like auto-tune you sound like t-pain yeah but there's slight amounts of auto-tune that people use that yeah. is like it's usually just a pitch correction thing where it's yeah. like i may like you're doing it fairly well but you might be just a note or two off and it just pulls your voice back into line so it's like it's a good thing and like i don't know why people have a big thing about live performances i see why some people might get angry but like there's people like travis scott where it's his thing i like that where it's like a thing but it's like there's like obviously the artists that lie about it and they want to act like they can do those vocals live. But yeah, it's always a very interesting thing. How are we looking? Are you Wait, man, it's getting really... I'm, I'm actually getting to a point where I'm getting to... The, I'm literally going to swing 50 bucks to anyone that wants to run my cameras. I keep getting, <laughs> dude, I literally bruised my knee last podcast because I like jumped past the wall there. Oh, bro. I know. Anyway, so... um. Dude, I'm so happy to hear like how you cop hate. Like I yeah, it's I think I think it's it's not many people and and this is something that I'm I'm only just new to, right? Because mm. obviously like like you said my like this is obviously getting a bit bigger and it's branching out and and I'm copying some fucking hilarious. What what kind of hate do you get for talking? Um <laughs> I get I get called um a wannabe Joe Rogan 
constantly. Um, I get Everyone told, uh, man, I posted a video the other day and it was about dudes that wear tights with not, no shorts. Mm. Like they wear like skins, no shorts. Cause I was at the shops and I literally went down to pick up some milk. And this dude's like fucking pecker was like right in my face. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to talk about this. Cause like he, th- there was like nothing to the imagination. Mm. It was just like, yeah. like fair play. This dude was pretty well hung, but it yeah. was just like in my face. And anyway, these dude, this dude like hit me up, like being like, why are you looking at dude's dicks for? And then he like said faggot. And I was like, okay. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. Bro, like- I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? And firstly, even like, if you're looking at someone's dick, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. And to be fair, I did have a fucking cheeky yeah. look at the dude's dick. He had a fucking massive yeah. hole. Good on him. But I was like, like that dude yeah. literally was so angry. Cause I told people not to wear to, or as a joke to yeah. wear tights. And I was like, this is fucking hilarious. So yeah, granted, we don't want to see dicks in public. But yeah, like, <laughs> bro. But uh, anyway, I um yeah, I found it like there. Were, I guess it's that pivotal moment where mm. you're like, holy shit, I can um, cop this, man. Yeah. Like this is hilarious. Yeah, as long as you got the mindset to go like, all right, it's just either ignorant people like, cause like we're Margaret, we're four young guys singing and dancing on stage. We're gonna have most guys hate us. Yeah. But like the ones who don't are the ones who actually go. That's like cool. They're doing what they love. They're singing, dancing. They're doing something on stage. It's like the ones who get angry. You you'll hear it from anyone. It's like um, the ones who hate are the ones who have a miserable life and they just yeah, start trying to direct it at someone. Yeah. It's like I don't understand how it can go towards someone that's chasing their dream, doing what they. Hundred percent, man. And and it's to do with anything too. Like oh, yeah. you know. And I look at um like my mate Connor runs like Plastic Love, which is one of the coolest fucking clothing companies coming up now and the amount of people that sort of wrote him off mm, and now yeah. they're all back on his oh, dick yeah. like Every, hey everyone. man I, I, I had you from the start and but he's he's cool man he's like no you didn't bro yeah like, it's so interesting to say that because like yeah obviously i was the kid in school i was i've always been like the weird like i've always been in a weird part where i've hung out with everyone but it's like i was never exclusively hung out with a, a certain group, group. yeah so it's because i was just like I always like doing my own thing and going dance. Like when I moved, we never had dance as a class in Billow, mm. but when I moved here, it was. So every lunch break, I wasn't hanging out. I was in the dance room just practicing and stuff like that. So it's like, I've always been the kid that's like, I'll, I've performed in front of school like a million times on parade and people are like, oh, like it's weird. Like people thought I was weird just because I'm dancing all the time. But it's then it's like, now people have like, they, they'll see something like something will pop up we'll perform it somewhere they're at like we used to perform at every event in Gold Coast and Brisbane and they'll see us like oh my god like I knew you'd do this I knew you'd go and he's like no it's, you it's frustrating <laughs> it is frustrating man and and I guess but at the same time like you know you know they're full of shit like mm. when those people sort of come back to you and you can you sort of had that as like you know Star Wars reference but you've got the high ground all the time yeah. like and and I think it's it's really cool that, and you know, it's something that I've recently come into sort of fruition with is like seeing people do, and, and it's mainly because of this podcast is, is seeing people doing what they love. You can see when they talk about it, how much they genuinely like it and how much mm. they're genuinely yeah. willing to work with it. And I think when you're around all those people, like I've definitely changed my mindset now. Like I used to be a little bit like when someone would be like, oh, I'm starting this and I'd be like, oh, like, do you think, do, do you really, should you do that? Whereas now I'm like, yeah. dude, fucking go yeah, for it, man. Nothing it's, worse than like, obviously I feel like a lot of parents are like that because they're, yeah. they're worried. Different generation yeah, too. And they're worried you're not going to like be able to do, like if you're going to go broke and stuff like that. Like mm. they're worried. So they're like, oh, be careful. Like my parents were always fully supportive. So which, which is good. But it's like, you do, there are a lot of people who are like, oh, are you sure you should do that? Like I was actually very interested in, in finding the podcast because not a lot of the stereotype of a lot of Brisbane people around our age is like, Oh, just go out, get on the piss. Yeah. Work throughout the week, live for the weekend kind of thing. And I find it still good. Yeah. It's still good. And I find it interesting to find someone like of this generation who wants to do a podcast. Like what, what was the interest? Like, um, honestly, man, it was like I said this before, like we, for those who don't know, we actually did a mini, I swear we did a mini podcast before this while I was Mm. making a coffee and we had to sort of, stop talking because i was going to talk about the whole thing that i was going to talk about the podcast but um like just naturally curious man i you know and obviously i I get the everyone sort of looks at me like oh you know that dude who just like interviews people like 
the Joe Rogan from Logan kind of mm. vibe. But <laughs> like, yeah, that's what my, my old man's mates call me. Oh, wow. But um, I don't know. I just, I like the idea of having a platform where, like you said it before we started, like this is your first interview that's like we're talking for an hour like mm. everyone's gonna know what you're about you know what you enjoy a little bit about you more than just mm. say like a five minutes of like hey i'm this person i do this and i'm in this band and then this and this and see you later and then yeah you're like okay so we know what he does and who he is but you don't really know who he actually is yeah exactly yeah. so and i know like and the other thing was everyone talks about melbourne and sydney and how everyone's like oh you know this is where you have to go if you want to be. <laughs> and you're like, well, you know, I've got mates who are DJs. I've got mates who are rappers. I've got mates who are clothing designers, mates who are athletes. I'm like, fuck that. Like mm. we have so much cool shit in our backyard, oh, yeah. like yeah, that yeah. you don't know about. Like why not put a spotlight on it? And then, so it honestly started with me just sort of talking about my mental health and a bit of anxiety. And I'm like, mm. fuck it. You know, I really want to get into comedy. So yeah. there's that. And I was like, I got all this stuff. Why not yeah, interview just, people? Like, exactly, yeah. I love talking to people and yeah, yeah. And well, it's good to get my mates on too. And, and then like, you know, even meeting people like yourself, like, mm. you know, we'd walk past each other in the street. Yeah, you'd probably exactly. look at me. I'd look at you. Say, G'day mate. And that was, that's about it. Yeah. It's like, you get a yeah. hour conversation yeah. with someone you don't know. Exactly. Like, and now you get to know that person. Exactly, so. man. Like, you know, I've, I've met so many mates, like, I had Nathan Hibbert on, who's an old YouTuber, but he's also a Pokemon card collector. I mean, I think I, I probably hit him up once a day, just talking to him. Or Connor, Plastic Love, like I knew him beforehand, but yeah. now he, I would consider him like a really good mate of mine. And yeah. it, all those sort of things. It's like, that. that's what does it for me. Yeah. It's, it's the best, man. And, and I think, you know, people like you coming on just make it like worth it. It's like, shit, this is sick. This is someone new. This is something I'm going to come out of this knowing more about an industry that I realistically had no idea about, mm. which is really cool. Yeah. It, like, like I said before, like I wanted, I, I eventually want to do a podcast, but it's, it's such an interesting thing. Cause there's so many different content things we're doing. Like right now we're getting ready to film like three music videos. Cause, um, like I said, uh, I think before we started, it's like, we've gone up and down as a group. It's like now, cause we got to a point where it was like, we're getting all this traction. We've released a few songs. They're getting good streams released music videos but then we started like going like but who are we as a group like we started not i think and like how i said like the tour manager of just crew and entomomatic that's why we did that after is like he's was very like what is your sound though like we're just making sort of generic pop music kind yeah. of thing and like not doing and like uh, like i'm into all styles music like pop hip-hop everything but it's like we we're trying to find our sound and we started sort of finding it, but we thought, all right, let's just sort of disappear for a while. It's been like, I think we'd started our hiatus like end of last year or start yeah. of this year. Um, we sort of just said, let's disappear. Let's build up the music and the image and everything that we want to be and then come back, which yeah. is hopefully very soon because there's a lot of uh, things hopefully lined up for the end of the year if everything which is you know, fucking which, very exciting <laughs> yeah which is the, if the pandemic you know wants to stop which i think this friday they said yeah man to be, to be honest more. you're in a you're in a good sort of state at the moment because you know if you're in melbourne different situation oh, yeah. bro like you're almost back to square one queensland you're almost good to go you're almost ready ready to go yeah i know they're, they're like pretty much they said um well private events without 100 people clubs and that are now don't have restrictions it's just like however many people you can have per four square meters or whatever yeah, which is, is how awesome, many you man. can have so yeah it's like man pretty much hopefully back to normal so hopefully over the next few months once we have everything ready we're just gonna come back hit hard and do it all but like because we've been in the hiatus i've been doing like the solo stuff which yeah, has yeah. been very interesting it's different because i think you sort of touched on it before it's like four different people in a group do we clash yeah it's just trying to choke myself right, right now right. <laughs> but um we obviously we clash, but it's always um we'll fight over something for the only reason that we want it to come out the best thing so it's like even if it's just a creative choice of lyrics dance move whatever it is that's the only reason we're fighting is because we're passionate about making it the best thing we can and by myself it's my own yeah, do you thing. find do you find you're almost overcritical because it's just you? Like, oh yeah. Well, it's interesting. Sometimes I can be like, I'll be working on some songs that I've really like. 
the whole thing I'm doing is I'm releasing a song every month this year just as a solo thing, just as an experiment to see what I can create and yeah. sort of push myself. And it's just experimenting with different genres and styles. And then like I've, some of the tracks I've been working on since last year and then some tracks is like one take done, it's already sounds good. So I'm, I put it out, whatever it is. And then after I put it out, I'm like, fuck, I hate it. Like, yeah. it's always the thing where it's like, I thought it sounds so good to you because you've listened to it so many times. And sometimes some songs will go like, they'll turn to shit if you listen to them so much. So you yeah, gotta give 100%. it a break. It's a, it's a very weird thing. It's like a puzzle piece putting a song together. Then by myself, I don't have other people to bounce it off as much. Like I can show people, and I get like a little bit of a thought. Like the boys will obviously give me the best yeah. uh, critique on it. I was going to say, did you send the stuff to the other boys before well, you yeah. released it? Some some I do, some I don't. It's like, because um, I'm working, because we still work with uh, Lenny from just crew because yeah. he's like our producer now kind of thing yeah and so like i've been working with him just getting each song ready and now with the pandemic i recorded a few with him in sydney but now it's like i just gotta send vocals to him which isn't as good because in the studio there's obviously the whole vibe he's got better equipment all that kind of stuff but i can i still can get the job done but like i send it to him now and then he'll send it back and we get to a point where like okay it sounds good but then i show it to someone else and then they pick out other stuff that is they might not like as much, but yeah. it's it's all thing. Have you heard like "Kill Your Darlings"? No. Where it's like um, there might be a part where you love it so much, but it might be the thing that's holding that's that shit. thing back, oh, and you've man. got to kill it. That's you've got to get so rid of it. True, actually, I've and never so, heard that, but I feel I, that so I have tr- much. Man. I have trouble with it, so yeah. it's like oh, I could imagine. Yeah, man. so it's like sometimes I'm good at, it, sometimes I'm not. But like I'll put it out because, it, and it's just an experiment. I'm not going for like this has to be the best song that's ever been like made ever. It's like sort of like, I just wanted to try this yeah. version out and see how it goes. Put it out. I've been doing like covers and that, but like, um, and it's like, yeah, it's a thing of like, I'll either love it or hate it when it's out. Yeah. Because it's like, it'll either not get as much streams as the last one did, or it might like not get good feedback. Like, you know, it's good if a few people reach out and they're like, Oh, it's amazing song. Love it. But it's like, it's so weird. It's such a weird thing. It's like, I'm sure you probably feel it sometimes. Oh, if you man, release a podcast, man. you're like, oh, why did I say that? Or yeah, like, oh, like definitely, that. man. It, it, almost like 100%, I'll like listen back to sort of sequ- a sequence that I thought was really funny mm. and I'll listen back to it. I'm like, oh, it sounded really funny in the moment. And plus, I, li- I actually listened to like an interview with Joji and Joji said like, yeah, there's going to be a time where you'll release a song and you'll think it's the best song but the reason why it's probably not going to do as well is because they don't know how you felt when you wrote the lyrics. Yeah, so, 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 like yeah. you, when you emotionally feel something, it's so you're, it's like painting a picture and then, but the people listening don't have those same emotions, you know what I mean? And yeah. then all of a sudden it changes up how the song is sort of actually seen or listened to. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, you've made it, it's your baby. And then if people don't like it, you're like, you're confused because you're like, Oh, but, I love it. It's like, yeah. it's like, what? Oh, I'm like that with my dog, man. Like Luna, nobody fucking likes Luna because she yaps all the time. But I'm like, don't talk like that about my yeah. baby. Luna know? is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like 100%. And I think people sort of, I, I guess you'll understand, people do understand it now, but creative people, and I, I lose, I use the term creative about myself fairly loosely, but mm we're some of the most self-critical people yeah, ever. Definitely. Like we're willing to put ourselves out there and, and try to be funny or, or sing or dance or anything, but then we'll go back to it. And the amount of anxiety you get about how's this going to be received, yeah. nobody understands that. And I don't think you understand that yeah, until you start creating definitely. things. It's even with like performing too. Like, yeah. well, the crowd doesn't know what it's meant to look like. So like we'll stuff up, we come on stage we're like oh fuck it was so shit like we te- messed up and then we got like people who come up for photos after and they go that was amazing that was the best thing I've ever seen and you're like what it's like yeah they completely stuffed it up but like they don't know I think athletes have that as well man yeah, like you know you'll come will. off and critique your performance like I said like a heavy football background and it's like but the people watching were like hey man great game you're like are you fucking kidding like did you see me botch that and they're like no and you're yeah. like yeah well i did yeah but it, and it's it's like that too it's just really like you really have to check yourself at times cuz you can get sort of stuck yeah. in a bit of a black hole exactly yeah well yeah it's like 
how I said, like, I'm very two ways on a lot of things where it's like, I can either get stuck in the part where I'm like, oh, I hate it, like, I hate this piece of work or whatever it'll be and, like, it's so terrible or I'll get stuck in the one where I'm like, I don't see the faults of it and I'm yeah. just like, it's great. <laughs> yeah, and you got to find <laughs> and that. And it's not great. <laughs> happy medium. Yeah. I, um, I, need, I need to talk to you about something too because I want to know how... I've seen a couple of videos of, like, DOD when you guys are doing sort of fan meet and greets mm. and it's fucked. Like, you're, <laughs> you, get, you actually proper get smashed. Like, I'll try and find a video, like, when I'm doing the thing, but... You, you did one where you were filming and there was just like chicks like screaming at you. Yeah, there's... um. How does that feel? Like that... Because <laughs> that would be a sensation that not many people get. Like there's there's being like, you know, swooned over. Like if you're like, you know, Liam Hensworth or Chris yeah. Hensworth where people are like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Oh, look at him. But you literally get like Jay Bieber treatment like sometimes like chicks losing their fucking minds like, <laughs> it, it's, it, uh, it's it's a very boy band thing isn't it yeah, like, it, is, yeah. it is very because a lot of times when we go to towns they've never heard of us and yeah. it's just the pure fact of what they they see us perform and they'll love it and they'll just run out they'll like because we do like a meet and greet usually straight after our mm. show before just crew or Matic, whoever goes on so then everyone runs out and sometimes it's it varies different towns sometimes it's three people sometimes yeah. like most time a lot will come out but like it is a very weird thing and you gotta try and keep your head down and like head on your shoulders don't yeah. which is good having a group we check ourselves if we like if the ego gets too big we want to we don't want to be those people who like just expect it yeah. but it's like it's very confronting when you got a girl hug you and start bawling her eyes out because you're like like you don't know what to say because you're like oh you you don't need to cry yeah yeah why are you crying over me i'm just a person yeah it's like especially it's like over me it's like because or like us because it's we're just yeah like four guys from brisbane so it's like it's not that big of a deal especially like now because we're like when now we've gone in hiatus we're not so much in the public spotlight we've definitely been able to come into going back to sort of normal but it's like when we go on tour, it's such like a total opposite of like, you go out to the shops or whatever and people come up or whatever. And then it's like, I don't know. It's such a weird feeling to like think about and to think about that people and I don't think do that. Not many people experience yeah. that. Even down to like, you know, you said it's, it's still only smaller, but you're in a very small percentage of people who mm. experience that even on the small scale. Man. Yeah. Like, it's definitely a thing where it's like, yeah, we've filmed it a few times where like there's, I think there's one video where we're like coming down the stairs and it's just flooded floor, like yeah. screaming. That's, I think that's a video I was thinking yeah, about. Yeah, probably. Man. And then it's like, you see that. It's like, well, like, why are they like that? And then, and then maybe like 50% of them will follow us and then maybe like 30% will keep following on. Yeah, yeah. Some will forget, like things like that. Sometimes it is just the moment yeah. where they like just love it that much. But it's like, like you said, it is a very boy band thing, I think, yeah, where it's like definitely. you see like, these guys that doing that crazy yeah. <laughs> hysteria thing. Like, I mean, you know, and then you got on a completely different spectrum, like the K-pop dudes, like behind oh, yeah. the scenes. Like that shit is fucking crazy to me when yeah. I see that shit, man. I'm just like, what it's the like, fuck? Um, yeah, like I'm a big fan of uh, BTS. Yeah, like sorry. Did I say what? I think I said btm or something yeah behind <laughs> yeah bts man that, like yeah. that's that it, their their fame is like astronomical it doesn't make yeah. any sense man. it's it's crazy because obviously they've got they're known for this like f- hardcore fan base that like they're right or die it's like anyone talks bad it's like they go taking in, down, they go in but it's like they it's such a that's sort of what we want to achieve in the fact of we don't care if everyone knows about us we sort of if we've got this cult fan base that just singularly like it could be eventually a hundred thousand people it doesn't have to be millions it's like as long as those hundred thousand are right or die like yeah they'll list everything like we're happy because then you can still make a living you can do everything yeah man well i think i can't remember who it was but i think it was one of the comedians but he said like you know you could have a thousand like people listen to you but if you have a hundred diehard fans it's worth way more than a thousand that was uh chris D'Elia, which, yeah I which i want to I, I thought it was chris D'Elia and i was I, like oh I which think i was, it was actually D'Elia. wanting to um talk to you about have oh, you seen man like i don't know bro it's 
I mean, I like him, but I don't know him. So, yeah. like, yeah, I, uh, you have to sort of detach from this situation. Like, yeah. I like him for his comedy. Exactly. Or do yeah. I know him? No. no do yeah. I know what he's about? No. Like, it's like, we watched the podcast, like, Congratulations was a, sort of like how I got into podcasts. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, he became my favorite comedian very fast. But then it's like, you watch posts, you think you know, like, you know him personally exactly, because you man. see it all. But then for you know, like, no matter what's going on. And it's interesting because these things that came out, obviously he's fired back with, like, the emails saying that he didn't know how old they were or, like, once they said how old they were, he sort of gapped it. But yeah. there's so many things that Dude, it's like... Dude, and, and, it's, and it's, it's such a touchy subject too, it is, man. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like... My, my biggest thing is, and my mate and I have sort of been analysing the situation, right? If, if your mate did something right, or mm. you, a rumour got out and you knew it wasn't true, you'd just be like, no, no, what, no. And then that'd be it. Yeah. The fact that so many people are coming and... Like, yeah. I mean, and, and there's got to be something to there it. There has to be something. And, you know, I'm sure at the same time that if, like, I'm sure there may have been miscommunications or, you know, we don't know the full story. Like, yeah, exactly. And I think, like, if it is true, then fuck, like, Brad, ah, oh, man, what are you going to do? Like, yeah, but it's, it's heartbreaking too because it taints his work kind of. It does. And it's, even now, even now, man. Because even with, like, like R. Kelly was one where it really tainted oh, all he of his was music, fucked, yeah. Man. But it's like Michael Jackson is. I feel like it's sort of similar thing where it's like you don't know if it is or isn't true, but yeah. there's something to it, and it's like. But I'm still gonna go listen to Billie Jean sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> so and it's it, and and it's hard. It's it's how do you how do you surpass like, I mean they tried to cancel Joe Rogan yeah, yet again that. about Joey the Joey Diaz yeah. comments and like. If for though I think out of context, if you don't know who Joey Diaz is, like the dude's been to jail for kidnapping someone. Yeah, he's, if you he's, think Joey Diaz <laughs> is a role model, yeah, you're no, a he's, fucking idiot. Yeah, no, he's, he's hilarious. He's got great life stories and everything. Yeah. But he's not a role model. But at the same time, he's someone who cleaned his act up. He got it together. Yeah. He became a good dad, a good husband, and like he got his shit together. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and you're taking something he said where, like, I think he said something about, like, he like he got some girl to suck his dick for, like, an opening spot at a comedy <laughs> show or something. Which, oh God. you know, it is, yeah, and, yeah, and they're trying to cancel Joe Rogan because he laughed at that. Like, yeah, it's of like, course, if you hear Joey Diaz say something, and this was eight years ago, this was, like, yeah. in 2012 or whatever the fuck it was. If you hear that, of course you're going to laugh. Yeah. Because, one, coming from him... Anything like, yeah, I mean, and you just hear suck a dick for anything you laugh, dude. Literally, <laughs> you hear suck a dick, and I'm laughing. Like, yeah. you know, Bobby Lee, there's a video of Brennan Schwab and uh Brian Callum. Bobby Lee goes, mm. Yeah, when I was a kid, I was brutally molested, and, and yeah. like, and by a guy with Down syndrome. And Brennan Schwab was just like, Holy fuck, I'm gonna yeah. laugh, like, just because it catches you off guard, yeah, it catches you off guard, like, and the way Bobby Lee is. You don't take anything he says seriously, man. Oh, yeah, no, like yeah. he literally, <laughs> some of the shit, like I was watching Bad Friends as you came in and we sort of had it on just then. But if you take anything that dude says, yeah. like, oh, it's gospel, that's full legit. Yeah, like you, I think the, the, the last episode they opened up singing a song about his dead dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so literally like, my mate messaged me, he's like, dude, please go listen to the first fucking yeah. like 10 minutes where he's singing about his dead dad. Like yeah. it's it's so funny. Yeah, man, but like you know, it's with like, the Delia thing, and and I think I think it's innocent until proven guilty. I believe it should be. Yeah, and it's like, and it's interesting because all of his friends sort of just turn their back straight away, like push them to the side. Yeah, and I, and I think that they that was weird, they are man. the ones who should have been in the middle. And you see all the other like podcasts, like here, and there's like other LA podcasts. They're they're the ones who are going like just wait until like because I think apparently he's uh, Andrew Schultz said he's sort of like getting all the evidence together to either release it on his podcast or release it somehow. But like, yeah. and well, dude, Schultz is, Schultz is the man at the moment. Like, Oh I, yeah. I, I can't name. Skyrocketed I can't, up the list. I'm me. honestly like everything he's doing. Like he's, he's, he just, he is the man at marketing himself online. I, actually, I'm actually like halfway through. I've sort of taken a bit of a break from releasing content. Yeah just because I wanted to rearrange everything sort of the way he does because mm. he's so smart with how he's, yeah. he's marketing himself. And, 
like you can you learn a lot from those dudes man and yeah. i think it's it's cool that you sort of watch those guys and apply it to mm. sort of what you're doing like even down to that i think what you're doing with the one song a month for 12 months mm. i've never heard of someone do that but i think it's a fucking great idea like i think yeah, it's it's, like it's really well. cool because it it also like if you throw all your eggs into one basket and release like a 12 song mixtape and like it doesn't hit yeah. you're like shit like that's, that's 12 songs yeah, it's all whereas, just gone straight away whereas so if you're doing it like hits, yeah so. and now like not only that man like if you release one like you just release Sprite obviously it's yeah. just come out if that one if there's something about that that you're like okay so one thing so there's a bit of that that hit really well okay cool mm. like okay there was a bit of that okay and now there's a little bit of that in this song maybe I could go back and tweak some sort of, yeah. you know, you get a, like live updates. Yeah, on, exactly. Like, what what well, it's that's, like. That's why I did Sprite because the second one I released, Yum Yum, is like, it was like this tiger kind of sound and it that's done the best so far. And it's like on TikTok, it's like the sound, the sound on there like has more videos every, every, every day of people using it. That's it. So that's why I think it's climbing. And I'm like, okay, it's something... Obviously, it's easy to make those like cat or well, not easy, but it's like um, it's an easy grab for like the catchy, mm-hmm. repetitives kind of bop. But I found it did good, so Sprite's sort of a similar version of that. So that's why I did that one. But I've also done yeah. Well, um, you know, even in that man, how many how many musicians now are pretty much marketing their music on TikTok? Like, yeah, it's everyone, fucking yeah. <laughs> wild, man. Like Doja Cat. Like if you go into Spotify and look up the top one hundred songs. Guarantee you 60% of those are all... Yeah. Like, I, in a way, like, I was kind of mad because there's an a artist on there called Love Sad Kid. Mm. I love, love Love Sad Kid. He's like a poetic rapper that raps over, like, lo-fi. Like, yeah. He does songs like Stalemate and, and all that sort of stuff. But I was listening to Love Sad Kid, like, mm. you know, when it was... When he was getting, like, a thousand streams. Yeah. Now everyone's coming to me like, oh, check this song. And like, I know it's, <laughs> I know it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? I know it's like kind of petty of me, but I'm like, motherfucker, yeah. I was listening I to that knew. dude like two years ago and now you're kind of, yeah. but it's because he's blown up because of TikTok. Like yeah. the songs he has on TikTok have like over 10 million streams, but the songs that aren't on TikTok are still sitting at like 10,000. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's wild how, so do you feel like now, like as someone who's sort of in the industry, do you feel like that's a really valuable method yeah. of getting music out there. Well, I, I jumped on TikTok when it was like sort of like for oh not when it first started, it was like musically, and then it was around for like yeah. a year. When it started getting its hype, I jumped on. I just I just hit 10k, and then it's like as soon as I hit 10k followers, I was sort of like got lazy with it for some reason because I feel mm. like um, obviously right now it's like hard to always be like filming stuff, but like. I just did like I'm thankful I can dance because I just make dances to my own songs. Dude, it's just perfect, do it online. Man. And it's like, oh man, look at Charlie D'Amelio. She is the fucking like TikTok animal. Yeah, and it's she's she a dancer. She goes up like man. a million followers every few days. It's <laughs> wild, dude. I saw the statistics on it, and I was just sitting there like, what in the fuck? Because I actually uh, have planned now, so I do a lot of like Pokemon card stuff. I yeah. love Pokemon, bro. I'm yeah, same. Like, yeah, it's there. It is, and um, I'm actually planning on just releasing a whole bunch of media stuff. Mm. on Pokemon card openings on TikTok because yeah. I'm seeing it like do so well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like TikToks and, and for someone like you for, as a dancer, like bro, it, it, you just have it there. Like what you, you have a spare hour. It's like set up the phone. I'm going to make a dance like mm. bang, 30 seconds, release oh, yeah. it. Some videos take like two seconds just to yeah, film first man. take or a few takes and you get it done. But it's like, and then some you try and put a bit more effort into it. It's like, it's such an interesting thing because it's probably one of those cases where the ones with the least effort go off oh it's like, 100% man <laughs> my biggest tiktok video has got 4 million views on it it's me cracking an egg on the side of a pool to see if it'll cook in the sun dude uh, <laughs> I, I have I have I think it's 30,000 views I put so much effort into some other videos I have 30,000 views on me filming my old man not being able to end a zoom call <laughs> Like literally, and he's sitting there like trying to tap the laptop screen, and I'm like, dude, it's It's not not touch screen. And literally, I got thirty thousand. I'm like, this is it. I'm gonna be TikTok famous. I make another video that took me about two hours to make, and Mm. it gets like a thousand views. I'm like, fuck, what the hell? Yeah, I know. Like it's 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 so shit. All the all the follow up ones I've got of it is like just seeing if it cooked, and I did again, and it's all millions of views. I've got one where it's like, which I was smart. I attached my song to it, but um. It's like, have you seen 
the Seven Elevens, they've got this thing called for real. No, for real, actually, they I think they follow. They, oh wait, they, the, the little dot. No no, 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 it's like um, it's like a frozen shake. No, it's just even a cup or a frozen shake, and you put it in this machine, and it goes up inside, mixes it up, comes out. It's a thick shake or a milkshake. Oh fuck yeah! And I just filmed myself making that, and because only a few Seven Elevens have them in Brisbane, you gotta like look it up. Where yeah, it is. yeah. And I filmed myself make that. I put the Yum Yum song because it's just like about like people have been doing it for food and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Put that on, and it's like got. I had a hundred thousands or millions of views. Fuck I can't remember. Man. And it's just like, and that's like, it's smart because I could attach my song to it. So it's like, it, that's it's really even, smart. Even in that way, it's like, it doesn't have to directly relate to the song, but someone might hear the song and be like, oh, I like that. Yeah. Like, like even it. down to like the name of it, like, you know, you have yum yum. What are the, what, what's the first way people are going to write when they're doing like a food video? Yeah. Like, I think that's, write, I you think know? that's what it is. And for. even that, like, <laughs> Not many people would understand that, like, just something as simple as, like, a name of a song is going to, like, help it go boom. Like, mm, yeah, you know, even down to, is. like, Sprite, like, using yeah, it's that. Yeah, simple, yeah. It's there, but, like, you know, how many people are going to, like, you know, obviously, it's hard to judge on one. Like, I don't really drink too much, like, Sprite, but someone will. Yeah. Someone might pop it. That, someone might track the that song was the whole, That was the whole point to it. Like, I'm, right, like, I'm going to so do a good. video where it's, like, you seen those TikToks where it's, like, someone does something or and everyone sort of just jumps over chairs all slow motion like running towards it yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. doing it as like as if like you crack a sprite and everyone wants some and they like sort of jump over a couch or something yeah it's like uh, just easy stuff like that man it's so sick man it's it's really cool like and, and all that sort of stuff. and that's once again like it interests me man like it's i i look at like you know this is obviously fun but i get a rush out of mm doing social media like what's gonna yeah. hit oh is that gonna hit nah fuck yeah. okay back to the drawing board what's gonna hit this time yeah like, it's definitely interesting it's like and i've seen in relation to like my group where the fan base is there they haven't all converted over to me just doing solo stuff because it's like it feels like i gotta earn them back kind of because it's um they're all there like a lot of our group stuff goes off like my streams compared or video views or whatever yeah. but like in the group i feel like we make better content probably is the case but like things like we did an old town road dance video yeah that went like viral like we used to do all those you remember like the old um like pony challenge yeah yeah, we, yeah. oh god we did all of them but they all like went off it's like jumping on those trends to get people in and then you sort of show them what else you got i feel like that's very smart way to market yeah it's like, definitely yeah. man do you find that like it sounds kind of stupid, but do you find that since you're sort of on hiatus and you're all sort of honing your own skills, do you feel like there's a sense of competitiveness between sort of like the five of you? Like, okay, um, who's who's gonna who's yeah. gonna pop off more, or is it sort of like you know, let's just think, no, oh, he's doing well. Okay, yeah, cool. we're no, like, we're we're all happy for each other. It's like yeah. um, like Raf, he's in a DJ duo now, like he's just he's doing that as well. Like it's um, called Yeet. They, I think they played at uh, Bohemian. They um very doof scene more. Yeah, yeah. So like they're doing that, but like that's more way That's than... Bohemian Beat Freaks? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. So they I believe it was that. Yeah. Um in the middle of nowhere. Just... Yeah. Oots, oots, oots. Uh, well, I've been meaning to go to Doof. The the boys love like doofs and festivals and that and I've been yeah. sort of just like zeroed in my own thing in the moment, but like I wanna get like when they all come back. We're we're aiming to perform at all the festivals next year. Yeah, we're fuck we're yeah. talking to a few just before everything hit and then that all sort of just fell to the wayside yeah but like, it's rough you you feel like it, you have to almost hold on to those conversations you're like okay pause this yeah. conversation we're gonna bring it back when everything's back yeah and you're sort of just waiting for that exactly because like even with like our rebrand where we haven't, I haven't i don't think we've announced this anyway but we're gonna be changing our name so Ooh. it's like where you had it here first yeah <laughs> we're changing our name and it's the fact that now we've sort of devalued ourselves and we feel like we've got to start from square one again yeah but it's interesting because it'll put the hunt back on but it's like now we know who we are we know what we want to sound like the songs that we've got ready are like the best thing we've made up to date so yeah. it's like we're gonna come back that hard with this new image and we just want to hit like festivals everything like that like the older market now yeah okay. which the younger market will always follow us we feel because we're four young guys singing dancing like i said yeah, before yeah. it's always going to attract younger people and like females but we want to start going for more our own age and like um 
sort of just like everyone, like male, female, whoever. Yeah, that's sick, man. Non-binary. Yeah, <laughs> everyone, everyone, all inclusive, man, all inclusive. No, that's that's so sick, man. Like, and and that's that's really cool. Like, I could imagine it's probably pretty nerve-wracking around, it, like all for all of you, not just sort of yourself. So that's it's it's pretty brave to sort of have something that's doing that did so well and being yeah, like so okay let's shake it. this up, <laughs> yeah, let's shake let's, it up yeah. i wouldn't say throw it out but like yeah, to no, shake it up and be like all right let's see yeah. where the where the fuck else is it it's gonna go it's like uh how most you'll see a lot of artists they'll um what's it called reinvent themselves yeah man so just like um we're sort of doing that because a lot of our new tracks are more hip-hop yeah cool but like it's still like it'll have like pop elements like we we're into like electronic music a lot too yeah. so it's still got elements of that and everything but it's like yeah it's just more more mature look we're going for this time that's super <laughs> so right. that no. stuff was like we we're kids when we first started yeah yeah the name, it's always hard it's yeah. always hard to break away from that man no matter who you are or what you do it's it's hard to be recognized and then to break away from mm. what you were first recognized as, yeah exactly you know? yeah oh, it's scary yeah, it's scary but we're gonna we're gonna do it and hopefully it goes good <laughs> yeah man i hope it does man i hope it does just on that We've uh, been going for about an hour now, oh, man. Really? Dude, how good... I told you, man, how fucking good's podcasting. Yeah. It, it goes for an hour. It's it's fucking awesome, man. And, and, you know, like, I have a whole new, like, repertoire of knowledge. Like, and I'm excited. Honestly, I'm excited to see where you boys go and what happens and, and all that sort of jazz, man. I think it's going to be sick. Yeah, like, I'm really excited for it. No dramas, man. <laughs> I think it's great. Where can people find you, Rella? Uh, you can find me on mainly Instagram at Kaitai Music, my um, new single Sprite just got released l you can find my group at deity music official nice <laughs> and and obviously look out for that name change whenever that gets announced i won't ask you to say the name because i want you to keep that on the wraps <laughs> but um thanks so much for coming on man it's, it's been really fun it's been, it's been super know. cool Thank man you. uh guys you know what it is if you like the inner city hermit podcast go over subscribe subscribe on all the other platforms and head over to instagram and facebook at inner city hermit yeah you guys know that i would have told you that at the start when i give you a little intro Peace, man. How good. Love it, brother.